to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I'm Pastor Vince Haney from Rhema Word of Faith Empowerment Ministries. What's the word today, Vince? What's the word today? It's always the same thing. The just shall live by faith, which means us who are born again shall live by nothing but the word of God. If God said it, guess what? That's so. Amen. So we're going to focus today on what Jesus said uh, when he started his ministry And we're going to start in Mark chapter 1, verse 14 and 15. It says, Now, after John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. And I got one more scripture before we get started. At the end of Matthew 28, 18, It says this, and Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Ooh, that's a powerful statement. Go, therefore, and make disciples. Disciples mean students of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I believe this is what this baptizing in in the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit means. He gives definition in verse 20, teaching them, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the ends of the earth. And, and, and as I've been thinking about these things that Jesus just said about the gospel of the kingdom and all authority has been given to him and go and, and, and teach people, it seems like a lot of us in the church have not been teaching the gospel of the kingdom. We've been teaching church service. <laughs> We've been teaching a lot of religion. And it, it seems interesting because Everybody Jesus healed and everybody he forgave and showed mercy and kindness to, they just embraced them. The only people that had a problem with the things that Jesus was doing was the religious people. Hmm. Something to think about. Same thing today. A lot of religious people still have a problem with the gospel. And the gospel is considered the good news. So Jesus came back preaching and teaching the good news. And the good news was, God's not mad at you. He's mad about you. He loves you. Jesus is considered the last Adam. He came to fix what the first Adam messed up. That's why he's the last Adam. And he came to reestablish his kingdom, the kingdom that first started in the garden. He came to reestablish that on earth. And he told us to go and, and, and teach and, and talk about that kingdom. And I believe, you know, I've been born again for 13 years now, and, and I, it's, you hardly ever hear any teaching on this kingdom of God. We taught people how to have a good church service. We taught them a bunch of do's and a bunch of don'ts. What is a good church service? You know, a lot of times people think a good church service means that everybody got along. Everybody sang really well. Um, the preaching was pretty good that day. And nobody died. So we had a good service today. Well, I think a good service, church service is, is teaching and preaching about the gospel of the kingdom. Because I'm reminded, and I said it earlier this morning, The scripture says that my people 
are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. So God's people, a lot of them don't want to seem to take time to study. The scripture says study to show yourself approved, that you be a workman who need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. The word of truth is the word of God. And as you study to show yourself approved, which includes meditating God's word, that's what's going to transform you by the renewing of your mind, the word of God. So now where God's desire for kingdom folk is to think like the king of that kingdom, which is Jesus Christ. And that's what we're supposed to be thinking like, acting like, talking like. That's what the scripture means when he says the just shall live by faith. Well, faith is not a magic wand or abracadabra. Faith is having trust and confidence and reliance in God's word. Right. And that's why, you know, um, Paul writes to Timothy, and he talks about the fact that people have a form of godliness, but they don't understand the power thereof. And it has become in a lot of churches, and I think in the church in America in many ways, where we have a form of godliness. We, we go to church, we dress right, we look right, we act right, we do the things that we're supposed to do. We stand up when they tell On us Sunday. to, we sit down and when they tell us to, we give our offering like we feel we should, and we do the, th so we have a form, but we don't understand the power that God has to change people's lives, to, to work in people's lives, to still heal people, to still change people. I, I've, I've been talking to some a couple here recently, and things aren't going really well for them right now. And they're kind of stuck in the idea that it will always be this way. And I keep telling them it doesn't have to stay this way. God is in the change business. He changes individual lives. He changes relationships. And so the fact that things aren't working out today doesn't mean it has to stay that way, that God still is on the throne. God still has the power to change circumstances. We need to believe that he can and believe his word so that when he says something, we actually believe it. Right. And I always make this statement, faith in God changes everything. And again, God and his word are like wet and water. You can't separate them. So I tell people, get into the word of God, find out what God said about the subject, about the situation, about the circumstance. And make that your reality. Make that the truth. Jesus says, I am the truth, the way, and the life. And actually, one of Jesus' names is the word. So get God's word on it and, and, and put faith in it. Stand on it. And you may have to stand on it for 10, 15 years, but make that your reality. Make that your truth. And God, the word of God says this. He said he watches over his word to perform it. So once we stand on God's word, he says he's not a man that he shall lie. Well, him and his word are one. So if we're standing on his word, he's going to watch over that to perform it. So that's got to where our faith has to be in the word of God. And where this works out to in everyday life is the idea that God really means it when he says that all things are possible through him. As, as Christians, even as Christians, we sometimes put God in a box to where we say, that's just not possible. That, that situation's too far gone. That, that relationship is too broken. That person's been too sick for too long. Whatever it might be, you know, I'm going to lose my job and probably lose my house and I'll probably lose everything. And what we forget is that God actually says that all things are possible through him. He also says, I will... Um, never leave you nor forsake you. And we've got to, as Christians, begin to really actually believe that, not just to hear it, but to actually believe Well, that's things. what Jesus meant when he says, repent and believe the gospel. The way 
I, I like to break down words when I'm reading the Bible. I like to get the definition. And, and I broke down the word repent. Re means to what? Go back. Pent means the top. Where's the penthouse located? That's why they call it the penthouse. Where is it at? It's not in the basement. It's on the top. So he says, go back. Let's, I'm going to take you back to the beginning. Repent. And he said, and believe the gospel or the good news. The good news is God is for you. The good news and is he'll can be against us. Yeah, and he'll always cause you to triumph. The good news. Uh, guess where the good news is found? Some more good news. We like to read the newspaper, but read this newspaper called the B-I-B-L-E. That's where the good news is found. So you get that good news. Put your faith in what he said in his word. A lot of us Christians will get the newspaper and we'll put faith in what we oh, read out we'll the newspaper read it from front to back. And, every word. and we'll go and tell somebody everything it said. But we get this Bible. We, we're ashamed of the gospel. We won't go. To, and Paul's made a bold declaration. I make that same declaration. I am not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of the God of God unto salvation to those who believe. See, it only works for those who believe. The word of God only works for those who believe, and that's why the devil makes you tired when it's time to study the scripture. That's why the devil tries to shame you from talking about the gospel, from releasing it out your mouth, because he understands that death and life is in the power of the tongue. He understands that uh, out of the abundance of your heart, you can bring forth good things. So we've got to speak the word of God and not be ashamed of it. And another thing about standing on the gospel and having your faith on fire you got to take Jesus public. You can't just have him on Sunday. A lot of people want to be hidden in the building on Sunday. We talked about that early. No, you gotta, it's got to be Jesus Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday go get a refill. And where you're at home, when you're at work, when you're in the grocery store, wherever you are. It's got to be Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Yes, you do have to be a fanatic. A lot of us are sports fanatic. We'll go out and talk about our favorite sport teams every, every day and all day and to anybody. You'll talk about your favorite sport team to somebody that don't even like sports. I'm one of them. I don't even, I'm not a sports guy, but people come and talk to me about sports like I care. But we're afraid to go and talk about Jesus to somebody that don't know Jesus. And he says, if you're ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. And again, Jesus and God are in this word. When we speak the word of God, that's what God watches over. That's what he adores. He adores us to say what daddy said. It's just like a child when they're growing up. If you got a lot of kids and they're getting in trouble, all the kids have to go and say, Daddy said. That holds enough weight right there. <laughs> Daddy said. And you can the kid will go back to the other kid and say, Daddy said this. That's all you need. Well, our daddy, our Abba Father, through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, he said a lot of things. And he wants to put some faith in that. You know, when you read that verse, it says that Jesus went around proclaiming the good news. That first verse in, in Mark 14 says he went and proclaiming the good news. And I think sometimes we forget the Bible is full of good news. Ooh, I love it. And the gospel <laughs> is the good news. You know, if you tell somebody over and over and over, you're a sinner, you're going to hell. You're a sinner, you're going to hell. You're a sinner, going Faith to hell. Faith comes by hearing. You have got to also <laughs> tell them the good news. The good news is... You don't have to go to hell. That you don't have to. You can God, receive Jesus as Lord and that, Savior and get your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. That now a righteousness apart from the law has come and mm -hmm. it comes through faith in Jesus Christ and that he brings all these things to his people. And you, you mentioned earlier, if, if God is for us, if Christ is for us, who can be against us? The, there's no weapon formed against us that can stand. And you know what? We don't have to walk in fear. That's what he, Paul tells Timothy over and over. You, you don't have to have a fear, uh, spirit of timidity. We don't have to have a spirit of fear. 
we can come to God knowing that he is our father, knowing he will hear us. We can stand before men knowing that God is our father, and we don't have to be ashamed of the gospel. Yeah, and because Scripture says, if he says, if you're ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. Jesus said that. So, again, we have to take Jesus public. He said, if you confess me before men, Jesus said this if you, in Matthew. He said, if you confess me before men, I'll confess you before the Father. Meaning, if you speak my word in front of other people, heaven hears that. I'm going to confess, because Jesus is sit, seated at the right hand of the Father. So everything we're saying that he said, Jesus is relating it to the Father, because he's the mediator. Scripture says there's only one mediator between man and God, and that's the man, Christ Jesus. I understand the man, Christ Jesus, is seated at the right hand of the Father. Scripture says, and he's making intercessions for us. Meaning he's always talking about us to the Father. And he wants to know that we know what the will is, what the word is. So that's why it's important for Christians to study to show themselves approved and not be ashamed of the gospel. Be filled with the knowledge of the Lord's will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. It tells us that in Colossians. So we have to get God's word in it in us and just say that all the time. I know, Richard, you see me all the time. I'm always saying what God said. I, I know what the circumstances said. I know what the condition said, but I know what God says. And here's one thing about faith. Scripture tells us in Timothy. It tells us to fight one type of fight, the good fight of faith. Yeah, the good fight of faith. The good fight of faith is saying what God said. Remember, Jesus defeated Satan in the wilderness by saying three words. It is written. Right. He didn't, try, he didn't yeah. say anything but what was written in the, the Scripture. That's what we're supposed to be saying. And, yeah. you know, the Bible says to resist uh, the devil. And he'll and flee, he'll from, flee you. from you. Well, you how know do how you we resist him? With he the says, word of God. Draw near to God. Yeah, we drew, Actually, we, in the same scripture, he says, draw near to God is how you resist the devil. And how you draw near to God is put his word in your heart and in your mouth and speak now there, it, release it. There are people listening, Vince, to us who are right now going, every pastor I ever heard says you need to read your Bible. Every pastor I've ever heard says you need to be in the Word. Why can't these guys get off on another subject? How come every pastor just keeps on talking about you need to read the Word? Well, the reason why is because the Word is so important. If you're going to be a believer, you got to know what God says. Well, you says. know what? Hebrews 4.12 says the Word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And it says in Thessalonians, the Word of God works effectively in those who believe. It and says it never in, returns void. Yeah, it says in John in John chapter 1, in the beginning was the word. And we know what happened in the beginning. God spoke words. The word came out of his heart, and it manifested what he said. Oh, I thought that it was all happenstance and chance, that no. that there was this big bang, and then there was primordial ooze, and then some it probably creature. was a bang after God spoke it. <laughs> Boom! That, you know, that's what I tell a lot of people. Faith on fire. I, I know a lot of people who say, no, it was a big bang, and I say, yeah, when God spoke, well, there was a big bang. Yeah, when you speak the word of God, it's going to be a big bang, too, right upside of Satan's head. So, yeah, we can't be ashamed of the gospel, and again, uh, this broadcast is designed to ignite believers faith on fire and, and that's what we're going to do we're going to keep you encouraged in the word we're going to tell you what the word of god says because that's jesus said in matthew 4 4 man shall not live by bread alone and if jesus is your lord and savior lord means your owner actually the scripture says we were bought with a price with the precious blood of jesus and lord means the owner so if the owner that bought you with his precious blood tells you you should not live by merely food alone but by every word that comes out of the mouth of god that wasn't a suggestion. 
That was a command. You know, when you go back to that, those original verses that you read earlier in Mark 1, 15, Jesus says the kingdom of God is near. And I, I like to tell people that because it's so important for people to understand God is not far off. He's not somewhere way far away where we can't reach him, where we don't know what he's thinking. We, he doesn't know what we're doing or thinking, and we're just kind of on our own. The kingdom of God is near. God is with us. Um, Christ in you, the hope of glory is what Ooh, I was writes. just thinking about that. That's and what scripture so says. People sometimes say to me, you know, what would I do? What do you think we would do if Jesus was near or was mm. with us? And I say, he is with you. He's in you. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. See, and that's why you got to stay filled up with the knowledge of the Lord's will. Because as Christians, we leak. We'll forget that he's in us. 72 hours, they say. So I always tell people, you know what? You're going to forget probably three quarters of what was preached on Sunday by Wednesday. That's why you go home to study to show yourself approved. I tell people every Sunday, you take these scriptures that we went through Sunday. Now you go home and study them out and meditate on them and ask the Holy Spirit to give you a greater revelation of what it is. Because God wants to speak to us personally. And I'm reminded of what Jesus said when they said, Lord, tell us about this kingdom. When is this kingdom coming? Jesus said, well... You can't say look here or look there for the kingdom of God. It's not here or there. It's, it's within you. And you know how it's within you? Through the Holy Spirit that's in you when you get born again. And as you get filled with the knowledge of the Lord's will or the Lord's word, that increases the kingdom in, within you, which in turn increases the faith that's in you, which in turn transforms you by the renewing of your mind. And this is still key, you know, this this book was written a long time ago, but yet it is still key because it is important for Christians on that Monday or that Tuesday or that Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, whatever day it is, when Satan attacks or you're just feeling low or something bad happens, to remember that the kingdom of God is near. Jesus isn't far off. God it's isn't you. far off. He is in you, well, and he is greater in you than is in the world. So it doesn't matter what the devil's schemes are. It doesn't matter what anything else is going on, that he is sufficient for every need that you will have. And that is vitally important for us as believers to believe, to understand, because it will cause us to live and act in certain ways. Amen. And as you were saying, he's near you. I was reminded what it said in Romans 10, 8. It says, the word is near you. Uh-oh, here it is. In your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith, which we preach. And when we say the word of faith, I mean the word of God. That's what we preach. Preach means to speak. That's what we speak, the word of God. That's why he said as you study it and you plant it in your heart, it's real near you. All you got to do is regurgitate it. Speak it out. Speak that instead of saying what the circumstance said. Jesus said if you have faith, you can speak to this mountain. You can say to this. Well, he's saying speak in line with my word. You don't got to say it verbatim, but speak in line with my word. And that will make that mountain, whatever your mountain may be, the condition in your life. He said, but you got to keep speaking that. You can't speak it one time. You got to keep speaking to that mountain, the same thing. You know, Jesus spoke to the storm. All he said was, and Jesus was a faith man. He was full of faith. He was the epitome of faith. He just said, peace be still and lay down. <laughs> that's, what I'm, that's faith on fire. He said, he told the demons to come out. And, he, and they said, well, cast us in the pig. Okay, go into the pig. That's it. When Jesus spoke words, to demons or to sickness, it happened. Because Jesus was full of faith. And guess what? That's how we were originally 
in the beginning meant to operate. Jesus came back to reestablish that. And you got to hear that over and over. That's why Jesus says, repent, come back, do a 360, start thinking like this and believe the good news. You've been redeemed, restored and reconciled back to God. That's why the Bible says, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus, who thought it not to be equal with God. Jesus, Jesus said, you see me, you see the father. I don't do nothing, but the father don't tell me to do. Same thing with us. We don't do nothing that God don't tell us to do. If he tell us to go lay hands on the sick, he just told us in Matthew, go and preach the gospel to all nations, teaching them to observe all the things that I commanded you. Oh, Jesus commanded us a lot of things. Lay hands on the sick, cast out demons, cleanse the leper, love one another, forgive people, tell them I love them, God loves them. All the things I command you, he said, now you go tell people. See, what holds us back a lot, I think, is fear. You know, you're you're scared to lay hands on people because what if it doesn't work? Well, so he we, said something about have... fear too. The word says the Lord has not the Lord has not given us a spirit right. of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind. So if the Lord ain't give you a spirit of fear, guess who gave it to right. you? And but I mean, it is the spirit of fear that so often makes us live the way we do, and so we're fearful to speak to other people about Jesus. We're fearful to pray for somebody. We're fearful to do whatever it is that we think God wants us to do because, and, and I tell people this all the time, when you are afraid to do what God calls you to do, you're speaking more about God than you are about yourself. What you're really saying is, I know you said this, but I don't really believe it. Well, I thought you just said last week that greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world, and I can do all things through Christ. There you go. Me. You and, just said that, so, so now do you believe there's that? There's the promise. Do we believe it? <laughs> It is. See, and so that's what that's where though our mind needs to be transformed is that we hear it, but now we need to believe it and do it. James says, "Don't be a hearer only, but be a doer of the word." And that's it. that's where the rubber meets the road of what he's talking about is that we say we believe things, do we act on them? Do we actually do well, it? Well, well, here's one thing that'll transform what you believe, and and, and God gave it to Joshua concerning uh, taking the land. He told them, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night and observe to do all that's written in it. And then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. And he told us in Psalm 1, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, but, in his, but he delights in the law of the Lord or the word of God. And in the word of God or the law of the Lord, he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water who brings up forth his fruit in the seasons, whose leaves shall not wither, and whatsoever things he does shall prosper. So that's the, the key, is meditating on God's word, because meditation of the word of God will transform what you believe. So we want to, remember we read it last week, Philippians 4, what? He said, think on these things, basically, or meditate eight. on these things. He told us what to meditate on. Whatever's and good, basically, whatever's pure, whatever's true, well, whatever's noble. Well, I think that's found in God's word. So as you meditate on God's word and not your circumstance, You'll start renewing your mind. You'll actually start believing the truth of God's word instead of what the world told you you were. So we believe that we are who God says we are. We have what he had said we have. We can do what he says we do. But that only is going to happen. You have to take time and do what God says do. If he says meditate on his word, that's what you need to do. You know, I liked it when you were talking about Joshua because I always think about the Israelites. God had told them he was going to give them the land. Mm-hmm. 
When they go, they send the spies up and they see, oh, wow, there's fortified cities. These guys are giants. We look like grasshoppers in, in our, our own, own eyes. Yeah. <laughs> right? And so now we can't do it. And you know what? I always believe, I tell people, they were right. They couldn't do it. But Not that wasn't a promise. God didn't say, you're going to go get the land. He said, I'm going to give you the land. And so... Actually, he said, I'm, I'm giving, I've given you the land. And so, I've given you the land. Now just go possess it. Right. And we need to remember that promise for ourselves in, in our everyday life. That God says, I'm, I've given you this. I'm giving you this. It's not up to you to go get it. It is not up to your power and your strength and your understanding and your wisdom. It's all about mine. And we need to believe once again as Christians that God really means what he says. They couldn't believe it. That God said, I'm gonna, I've given you the land. What, in their own human eyes, it was like, we've got to do it, and we can't. Well... Back to, you know, the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God, God's going to tell you things in his word that, that's not logical. And, and like you were saying, they were thinking logically. logically they couldn't do right. it. Right. So the gesture lived by faith. We believe we live by what God said. Now, God's going to tell us to do some things that don't make sense. Well, faith doesn't make sense and sense doesn't make faith. Faith is trusting God and taking God at his word. God told them to go and possess the land. By golly, that's what they should have just went and did. Instead of them trying to analyze it and, and logic it out. Yeah, figure it out. We're that, a mob. We well, can't well, fight well, see, these guys. Once we get born again and start growing spiritually, we lean not to our own understanding. In all our ways, we acknowledge him, and he directs our path. So, again, it's back to going back. you got to use the word with the word. You get some word, add some more word to it, and put it all together like a puzzle and say, well, because God is for me. Who can be against me? Yes, I, ha I may have to go in the lion's den. I may have to go through some hostile territory. But he said he's going to always cause me to triumph. He's going to give me the victory. I always win. So, again, we're here to ignite your faith on fire. And you got to know what God said in his word concerning you, concerning and then, us. And then we have to believe it. We believe have, it. We have to say that God says he'll supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. That that he is sufficient for every situation in my life, and then actually really believe and, that and, he And not it. only just believe it, you got to act on it. And one way you can act on it is by speaking it out of your mouth. you got to declare that. My God shall supply all my needs. I do that constantly. I declare what he said. You have to, and, and the scripture says in 2 Corinthians, we believe, therefore we speak. And, you got to speak and, it. And I've heard people, and you have too, say, man, I know this is just never going to work out. I, I know See, this is just not That ain't right. faith talk. <laughs> no. That ain't God talk. God didn't say that when he created the universe. Well, I don't think this here is going to work, <laughs> but I'm going to give it a shot. <laughs> we'll he try it. He had no doubt. The Bible talks about if you doubt in your heart, let that man uh, receive nothing from the Lord. So you got to come in faith. you got to come believing what he said. Amen. And we are so thankful that you were with us today. And we will be back tomorrow for more Faith on Fire. And remember, keep walking by faith. All right. Amen. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire. P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927.
Please join us next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.